Kat. And Misha. And this is our land. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that Killed was, it. Marked <laughs> it. <laughs> that was something. Uh, I actually practiced on my way over here. It's right. like, unlearned, unlearned. Do you think I would ever sing unlearned? No. <laughs> you just wanted options. <laughs> I wanted options just in case. Always got to be prepared. Well, listeners, it's getting close to summertime. And you know what that means? Sun. And? Love. <laughs> Sun and love. <laughs> It means we are nearing our season finale. So this is the second to last episode until we close out our season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you hear that, Kat? It's all of our listeners crying. (laughs) Dry your sweet, sweet tears. Dry them. We will be back in the fall. It's going to be so pumpkin-y. It's (laughs) so pumpkin-y, so orange. We're going to be wrapped in scarves. Our colors are going to change. Flannel. It's going to be great. Once these trees turn, we'll be back when these trees start to turn. Probably Ooh. not. Probably before. Maybe, Probably a little we'll before, actually. We'll let, we'll like drop a season three trailer. We should measure by how much my double chin reduces. <laughs> what? By the fall, I'll have one chin <laughs> and we will begin season three. <laughs> like the Trinity. <laughs> Well, speaking of chin reductions, let's get into this month's segment. This Slay month's, or yeah. nay. Slay or nay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, are, you are so I had one cup of coffee today. today. One cup. That's it. I've had no coffee and did not sleep great. So, please. <laughs> We're going to be here, girl. Uh, <laughs> I I have the energy you don't have. I think the universe literally sucked it out of you and, it and planted it. Yes, I can't help that. <laughs> so let's get into Slayer Nay. Mish, would you like to start? Killing it, one hundred percent. Health wise, drinking water. Okay, <laughs> actually, okay. On a serious note, I have been slaying the fitness. Now let me amend that a little. <laughs> By fitness, I mean I've been eating healthier and drinking more water. But in that nutrition? Yes, but mm-hmm. I've started to do wall push-ups because okay. I can't do actual push-ups. I mean I'm working my way up. Yeah. And I've started doing squats. Okay. And sit-ups. All right. So I'm wearing a shirt today that I have not been able to fit since grad school. Ba-da-da-da! Slayed. Nice. Okay. Also, I'm trying to do a gallon of water challenge. Which is like, I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day for mm-hmm. only a month. Mm-hmm. I'm failing. <laughs> Other things. <laughs> As you all know, listeners, Cat 180% called me out on the fact that I was using a disposable cup last week. Well, and guess what? Last month. <laughs> last month. Guess what? It has continued. Okay. Yeah, she, I walked in with food. Mm-hmm. you know what cat I'll, I'll let you tell the story look y'all okay i was gonna be good i was gonna mm-hmm. come up in here like i slayed it i killed it but then my boo didn't get boo for me boo if you listening to this it's because of you i'm naying this <laughs> this month okay so then i had to go get food i had disposable stuff mm-hmm. i'm not living by my values i chose convenience yeah but it's not because of me okay i have to own it it's you because have to of own me. it take it I got it. I put it on my. I put it on my back. (laughs) 
<laughs> you put your name on I, the I back. I put it on my back. <laughs> and uh, regarding taking up space, <laughs> slayed. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that one. I've probably been taking up too much space, I think. You can never take up too much space. Just ask, ask a white man. <laughs> that was so it hit me that hit me why was that so deep to me it's because my blood sugar is rising because i just ate that's what happened i've never heard you make that sound it was before. almost like a ufo it was like, wasn't it anyway cat enough about me let's hear about your slays our days <laughs> uh well falling in love with fitness i am some weeks i'm slaying some weeks i'm nay. let me say that getting my mental health in track i've had i've hit a bit of a brick wall which is impacting my <laughs> every other aspect of my life intersectionality <laughs> So I'm a, I worked out today. I feel spectacular. I've been um I'm like getting back into my routine. Uh just yeah, it's been hard. But I've been I've been enjoying the stuff that I do. Mm. Um like something that I kind of realized with my therapist uh, a couple of weeks ago is that like lately I've been feeling like hella unsafe. And that's oh. and that's because like I haven't been working out and like hmm. I gain I gained all of my strength and like all of my confidence to protect and defend myself from exercise and so like yeah you know, I went to like Whoa. a body combat class I know it's like it that's mind blowing <laughs> I went to a body combat class where we were like kicking and punching and doing burpees and basically like my all of my <laughs> muscles were destroyed and. And I was like, and then I just worked out a few times that week. And I was like, I feel powerful again. I'm ready. Just come at me. I got them hands. Whoa. That's, that was me. That's me. After like three workouts, I'm like, come on, let's do this. You said, oh my God. <laughs> if you can even do one burpee, I'm done. Like, I'm you really can good murder at me. I'm really good. Ooh, do you want to do a contest after? Why, cat? I could do one. I could do <laughs> can maybe do one burpee before my hip breaks i'm not trying to do a challenge man you said look you said you gonna get these hands i'm not trying to get no hands so i went that's like that's like a semi slay slay on the way i'm by by the time we come back for season three that's gonna be a full-on full-on insane impressive sleigh but right now it's just oof it's on the way uh my as i mentioned moments ago <laughs> my mental health is failing me yet again uh, i'm mm. slipping back into depression and all of my symptoms are reappearing mm. and so i'm gonna you know see see my psychiatrist mm -hmm. try to get that taken care of I'm not going to like, I'm going to keep seeking help because like I was doing awesome for mm. four solid months yeah. <laughs> and now, oh no, I'm, I'm bad now, but I will be better. Mm. Uh, and then. Can I ask a very dumb question about that? Go ahead. Is there, and this is very, you know, 
I'm just going to ask the question. So is there, when you feel yourself slipping back in depression, is there a moment that you recognize that? Or do you find yourself in the midst of being depressed before you're like, whoa, I'm back in this again. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I recognized it in myself pretty early hmm. this time when I when I was like going back to some old habits and then like I a lot of like my symptoms is just like with uh, being really lethargic. I get hmm. really irritable um, and like I, I cry spontaneously. Hmm. And then, like the last three days, that was just me, like that yeah. was like all me, and I'm, and so I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I better get this under control. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah. So the first day, I was like noticing that my symptoms were returning. You know what? I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know that don't mean a lot. <laughs> I, I, I almost gave you a verbal gold star, which is very superficial. <laughs> But I'm still proud. Thanks, boo. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, my career right now is a nay. All right, next topic. <laughs> next, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna uh, yeah. That wraps up Slayer Nay. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> about wow, you that. got a little oh horsey God. near the end. Get it? Yeah. No, I got it. Okay. I got it immediately. Okay. <laughs> Cal looked at me like she was like, I really am about to give you these hands. <laughs> Dang, can we? Can you not? Can you, you not? I would never give you these hands. Don't worry. I will survive. <laughs> I would- the wind from those hands would knock me out. You're from Chicago, the Windy City. I would not survive. You know what I'm saying? Goodbye. You're done, Misha. That's what would happen. You're. you're- you're cheering me up. Thank you. <laughs> Gold star for me. <laughs> um, so our main topic is just like something that Misha and I have discussed because I'm a highly affectionate person. Misha, not so much. And and I'm just like, but you're so happy. You're so bubbly. Like you're so high spirited. Why aren't you more affectionate? And she's just like, that's just not who I am. Uh, which is so crazy it's crazy to me it it is a little bit of a a weird dichotomy i force like i i force you to hug me and i tell you that i love you all the time and you're like cool (laughs) she recently only recently (laughs) only after i said something it's like misha why don't you tell me that you love me back what if you never see me again and she's like oh god okay i love you bye cat I was like, wow, me. that's literally how it was. Me. I said, bye. <laughs> so, Misha, let's like talk about this dichotomy and what kind of brought this along. I'm a cold, cold woman. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 1990, I was born. No, I think so. It's it's very interesting because I I think that there are a couple of periods in my life where I've really had to wrestle with this. Um, and when I wasn't growing up, I never really paid attention to it. So in my family, I don't think we're a very affectionate family. Like growing up, we never really hugged. I don't think we're a family that really says, I love you. You know, like if somebody passes away, then people are like, oh, we need to be better about telling each other we love each other. And then like the next day, we're like, okay, bye. You know? <laughs> and, you know, we're not a family that 
really shows physical affection either. Like my mom and stepdad now show a lot of affection, but growing up, that wasn't necessarily something we saw. So, you know, even my sister to this, to this day, like if I hug her to say bye, she just like tenses up and she gets really uncomfortable and she's like, please stop, please stop. So I think it in a, in a lot of ways comes from just not being raised, observing a lot of affection or hearing people uh, speak to each other affectionately. Like we're a family that shows our affection through joking with one another and making fun of one one another. And I think that's where my humor comes from, where it's like, if I'm really making fun of you, that means that I really like you. If I'm hugging you, we're really, we're like, oh, I'm still kind of uncomfortable with it. <laughs> you know, um, but I got to college and I became, I became a part of this friend group and they were so touchy. Like they would sit on each other's laps. I was like, is everybody dating here? Like I'm so confused. And I think that was the moment where I was, I kind of started to analyze like, what does it mean to be an affectionate person when it comes to your physical space? And what does it mean to be an affectionate person when it comes to your emotional or mental space? Um, yeah, that's a long history. But I think in grad school, I started getting a little better about being like, okay, like I'm going to try to be more affectionate. It was very forced, but (laughs) (laughs) I was very huggy. And that's not necessarily part of my personality. And I just, I don't, if if it's not the person I'm dating, I don't know. I just don't really, like, you're probably not going to know I love you. I mean, I guess you you and your boo are pretty cuddly. Are you talking about Mm -hmm. sending snaps together? Y'all are always cuddling. Yeah, it's pretty much only the person i'm dating i'm really affectionate towards i personally as one of your besties demand more affection because that's how i grew up expressing love and care for people um nay. no <laughs> i'm just kidding Kat. but tell me about tell me about that growing up so you were saying that you yeah i grew up in like the total totally opposite way like every single day my mom would hug me every single day my mom would tell me that she loves me, me and my brother, even though we don't like each other, we always tell each other that we love, that we like love each other and we always hug, like straight up, me and my brother always hug and I swear we we are not fans of each other whatsoever. Hmm. And that's just because that's how you say goodbye in my family. Hmm. I go to family events, there's like hugs, there's kisses, there's <laughs> like you have to tell people you love them. And it's just like, it does nothing else other than that makes sense to me. Like when I went to huh, my partner's, when I went to like uh, my partner's family's house, <laughs> when I went to my partner's childhood home. I, I noticed how they weren't really like affectionate with each hmm. other and didn't tell each other that they love each other. And I was like, what are y'all doing? What is your, like your family, you, and you love each other, but you should say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and I and I get that like people show love in different ways. But I just think the words are so nice to hear. Yeah. And I and I'm highly appreciative that I grew up in a home where like my mom told me that she loved me every day and that and where she like hugged me every day and where mm-hmm. affectionate was such affection was such a like primary part of um showing love. Mm. Well that it is very interesting because I feel like it is so different because growing up and even now, I never question the fact that my family members love me. Like it's never even a question, but I find what 
what typically is the case is something like, you know, I love you, right? Like that's mm. always the thing <laughs> that is said because yeah. it's not a regular thing that we do or we or we say. So mm. I always find that sometimes people are like, but you know, I love you, right? right? <laughs> yeah, I guess we could say it more. I don't know. No, <laughs> pretty, <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I think it's also, I grew up with um, two single moms and, you know, single mom my mom and my grandmother both you know i feel like they were a little jaded rightfully so if you know their history and i was raised to think like you know you never you never rely on anybody for anything you never you know rely on a man for anything you do it all yourself you stay strong and i think a part of that or at least how i interpreted it and internalized it was in the midst of all of these very emotional situations, you try to remain rational, which means you don't cry, which means you like you process the material and it doesn't affect you, you know? So like growing up, my mom would date these people and then it would end and she'd be like, okay, whatever, you know, and <laughs> next, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I, it was just very interesting because I grew up in an environment where I only really saw my mom and my grandma cry if something really, really terrible happened or on the flip of that, it was very easy to see the way in which their anger was played out. Um, but it was, it was rare that the opposite side of that emotion was shown. So I think for me, you know, it sounds really crazy because I always talk about, you know, not necessarily wanting to be interpreted as the angry black woman, Mm -hmm. but I'm also definitely not the opposite where, I'm not going to be the person most likely that calls you crying unless I'm going to get, I almost get punched in yeah. the face by a man on a train. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just not going to get, I'm not going to call anybody being upset right. or not call somebody because I just need to talk. Like that's, that's just not me. It's insane. It's insane <laughs> because none of my friends are like that. You know, it, it makes me a very, I think it means that I'm a very, um, it takes a really long time for me to become a friend with somebody. If you, if you can hang in there for like a year, <laughs> then I'll start to tell you personal stuff about myself. So that means you're unique cat. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah. I got all the personal stuff pretty early. Yeah. From you. That's uh, because you lured it out of me with your affectionate <laughs> nature. Now I feel manipulative. <laughs> like you're manipulative. You got it out of me. <laughs> I just want you to show vulnerability so that I could get to know you better. Yeah, I don't do that. I know you don't. I don't do it well. It's so bad. Like me being vulnerable is it's like a unicorn. Does it exist? <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I just don't know. I just believe that vulnerability fuels like human connection. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, even with people I just met, like I I will definitely get vulnerable uh, pretty quick. And like, I don't necessarily see that as a weakness. I I see it as like a connector. I'm not really one for a small talk. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I was like, let's get deep. Let's get deep real quick. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about some real shit. And, Mm -hmm. And that's how I build like really great friendships with people. But, you know, I also agree. But I think there's a difference in understanding something intellectually and living it out personally. Mm -hmm. So I think that vulnerability is an asset. Mm -hmm. And I also hate small talk. But what I find is that I'm much more willing to go into the 
very serious issues from a very intellectual, non-personal way. So I might be like, yes, interesting death of a parent. How does that affect someone psychologically? But I'm not going to be like, my dad died from colon cancer when I was four. You know, like that's just not something I'm going to do. But I remain at a distance. So that is just so interesting to me because intellectually, I understand the value of these qualities. And yet I walk in and I'm like, sorry, you're crying. Bye. You know, like (laughs) unless you're really, really close to me. Yeah. Unless you're really, really close. And when I was a Christian, I tried real hard. <laughs> I was like, yo, I really got to be here for people. This is my Christian calling. <laughs> then when I was like, I'm agnostic, I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> Good bye. luck with that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm very interested, especially with listeners, to think about how were you all raised to think about affection how were you always to show your love? You know, for me, I don't necessarily see the way I am as problematic, but I do see it as creating some type of some barriers with particular people. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with myself, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like interesting about just being naturally affectionate. Um, I would like back in my early 20s, I would date a lot of people who weren't that way. Mm. Uh-huh. And so, like, I'm the type of person who's just, like, I like you a lot. And, like, I, you know, like I said in a diff- another episode, I always say I love you first. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, and that's, like, kind of now why I'm all, like, it's okay if you don't feel the same way. I just want to, like, let you know that I love you and it's, like, no pressure and blah, blah, Like, because yeah. I've just experienced so, so much, like, rejection from Mm. being from being that level of vulnerable and being and like like loving too easily yeah so there's it's not all sunshine and roses over here Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying like (laughs) that's what i'm saying like like there are barriers that exist on both sides of it right and i think for me for a really long time that meant so one of my friends actually sat me down and talked to me about this because You know, a lot of, even when I had been in relationships with people, romantic relationships with people, you know, like I would break up and then really not be very heartbroken. Mm -hmm. I think mainly because I had seen my mom basically be like, I'm a bad bitch. (laughs) Next. You know, like literally that was the philosophy. Like I am not heartbroken. And I remember, I remember calling my mom after breaking up with one person and she would be like, how you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. She was like, yeah, you my daughter. And I was like, oh, okay. This is your moment of pride. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go eat. You know, like, <laughs> goodbye. Um, but one of my friends who is like one of my best friends, one of my favorite people, um, Leonard, sat me down and said, unless you're willing to like really dive into something with passion, is it worth doing? You know, like unless you're willing to kind of like give your heart away, are you actually going to end up in a like an enlivening relationship? And I was like, that's a good point. Cause I tend to be a very safe person and I take zero risk <laughs> most of the time. So I dove in. I got effed up. Got effed up. Cat. <laughs> so I'm back. I'm more balanced now. I'm more balanced. <laughs> 
but it's yeah i think i've been learning i've been learning a lot about myself and a lot about the way in which your idea of affection just your idea of yourself impacts the way in which you process information or you process emotions Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff so like after a breakup did you like were you satisfied with being okay next or did it like or did you feel like you were holding back or like kept some things inside did you ever allow yourself time to mourn the relationship so i think when one particular relationship ended i was like next i'm not affected (laughs) by this um when one relationship another relationship ended i think i was really torn up about it but just really kept it all to myself and um prior to the partner i'm dating now i was in another relationship and when that relationship ended i think i was actually pretty upset about it Mm -hmm. but admitting that i was upset with myself felt weak to me like it did not feel like what my mom had taught me Mm -hmm. i needed to be and so i think that i was just very rational about it i was like well i understand why all these things happened. I understand why this did not work out. I understand why this was not our moment. I understand, you know, like I'm, I'm very rational in that way, but you can also understand all the pieces and still be very heartbroken, right. you know? 100%. And I think that's the the piece that I don't often allow myself to feel is that you can still understand all the pieces perfectly fine or think you understand all the pieces perfectly fine. And still end up crying in your bed for two weeks. Yeah. Like, that's okay, you know? Um, so, the other night, actually, uh, it was this week. I had, I have crazy dreams. Crazy poetic dreams. Mm-hmm. I should write them down. <laughs> um, but I had this dream that my aunt was taking a selfie. And she showed me the selfie. And I looked in the back. And my ex was in the back of the selfie. And so I like went over to him and I was like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you watching us? And he said something to me and then I started bawling. Like in my dream, I just broke down, which is crazy to me because I don't ever do that. I don't, I'm not, just, I'm not a crier really. Um, and as I was crying, all of my tears started collecting on the floor of this building and my ex started taking the water that was falling from my eyes and he built a monastery out of it. And then after the monastery was built, I started dancing, which was so crazy to me. And I'm not a dream interpreter, <laughs> but I, I woke up from this dream and I was, I was crying. So clearly I was like observing this while I was sleeping and was being very upset about it. So I woke up bawling and immediately texted my my boyfriend i was just like oh my god like first of all i feel very guilty about this dream because i'm like (laughs) dreaming about my my ex-boyfriend but secondly i just needed to process Mm -hmm. and for me it kind of made me realize that i find an honor in performing calmness Mm -hmm. i I find an honor in making people believe that i'm a hundred percent okay i don't need a therapist I don't need this thing. I don't need to talk to people. I can leave work and it was a crappy day and I'm not going to complain about it. You know, like that's, that's the type of, I think, appearance I like to have. At the end of the day, I think what was such a realization from this dream is that I was head over heels in love with this person and they broke my heart. 
And I never allowed myself to admit that. And that was crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was insane to me. And also it was insane to be texting my boyfriend this <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning. So there was just a brain dump of, of long text messages. And it's very interesting because I'm like, it feels much more human to just be able to admit like somebody broke my heart, you know? And then I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, even though I'm happy in a relationship, mm -hmm. crying because of this dream I had. Yeah. So, and that's why you have to take the time to mourn your relationships. You have to take, or just mourn anything. Yeah. <laughs> or just mourn any, you know, it's, that's what's crazy. And I mean, I think I'm, I'm really envious, envious of you and of other people in this way. Envious of people who are able to say, I don't feel okay right now. Or I feel really sad right now. Or that really, that really hurt my feelings. Because I think that there's a level of humanness and goodness in that that I don't have for myself. I'm not a person that's willing to say, I'm just not okay today. I'm not willing to do this. You know, trigger warning. I'm actually going to give an example. This is a trigger warning and it has to do with suicide. So if that triggers you, please like turn off your radio. Um, but last year I walked out of my... Um, apartment building and somebody had committed suicide they had jumped out of their room and their body was just laying there you know and i looked for what i don't know why these cops had not covered this person it's like why are y'all standing around anyway but i was clearly affected just because it's one of my triggers because i have a history of this in my family and I broke down. Like I was sobbing. I was in tears. I was hyperventilating because I'm seeing this person laying on the sidewalk. I text my my boss just to say like, hey, this thing happened. I might be like a little off today, you know? Mm -hmm. And this, my boss was like, yo, do not come in today. Yeah. Like take care of yourself mentally. Right. This is a crazy thing to have seen on your way to work. Right. And and I was like, no, like I have to prove that these things do not affect me, that I can go in and I can do a good job and that like it doesn't matter that I just saw a dead body on the sidewalk, you know, when honestly I was terrified. I was freaking out and I didn't call anybody, you know, it was just like I was dealing with all this myself. That to me is so problematic. I, I remember you know I mean? that incident and I was like, Misha, you like, you need to like process it. Let's talk about it. And you're like, no, I'm fine. You're, I just, I was like, but that's, that's serious. really serious. That's like traumatizing. Trauma. Yeah. I, I'm just like, I think it was good for me. This is, this is true stubborn Capricorn <laughs> nature <laughs> is that I have to come to realize something myself before I realize its importance. And I think it took my brain tricking me in my dream for me to realize that it's okay to admit that you're not okay, you know? So I'm not an affectionate person. <laughs> I'm not a very an emotional, emotional person. I think honestly, because I've been trained not to be, um, but I think I'm try, I'm trying, you know, or no, no, no. As of Thursday, <laughs> I'm trying. Yes. And you're growing and you're unlearning. And that's kind of like a really important part about being an adult. Hey. 
hey, 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 it's Stop. all about me. Hey. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I think it's also an attempt to live against this stereotype of just being an emotional woman, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Like, all the time growing up, I was constantly told, like, you can't do that because you're a woman and women are emotional. Or you can't be president because, like, during your time of the month, you will just push the button. Okay, you know, like... And so I think I also have been fighting against this appearance of having, of just being a super hyper emotional woman. And I, I think that it's okay. You know, it's just okay. It's okay to be a little emotional or tell people you love them. I really find that like being affectionate and being emotional are separate from each other because mm-hmm. my mom, not an emotional woman. I've seen her cry less than five times in my life. Mm-hmm. Like my I and I didn't grow up crying and like I would go years on years on years without yeah. crying and that was like a thing of pride for me that mm-hmm. I, I did not cry um and like if I ever broke my record of tearlessness is because somebody died mm-hmm. um but I'm like I'm as loving and affectionate as I am I was I really had to unlearn this um this like the shame around tears and it's i just like now i find tears healing like Mm. there's such a healing thing about water Mm -hmm. in general and just kind of like it's tears are such a release for me Mm. it's just like freeing myself and healing myself from whatever pain i'm experiencing or whatever has like upset me so that's like a hundred percent no matter how affectionate or vulnerable Mm. i am like I, it took a lot for me to learn that it was okay to cry. Hmm. I don't know. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> but I also think it's, it's not only beautiful for yourself, but it's beautiful mm-hmm. for other people. Right. Because I think that the way I tend to perform and the way I tend to live can be a very hurtful image for people, you know, and my sister constantly says, you don't understand this. You don't get upset by stuff or like, you don't understand this. You don't, you don't, you're not ever hurt or like you're, but you're strong. Like you don't, you don't understand this. And I'm like, but you don't understand that Sometimes I like cry when I'm alone, you yeah, know, or yeah. like, you don't understand that. Like I just write in my journal and deal with it. And I think that's the image I had of my grandma and my mom. Like mm-hmm. these, these are super women because they never cry. They're never upset. They just deal with it and they go on. And I think there's something really great and really brave and really beautiful about saying there's no problem in crying. There's no problem in being like, I'm upset about this. I just want to let my emotions out. Now, am t- tomorrow, am I just going to start crying? No. <laughs> I've trained myself for tw- 27 years. <laughs> no. But I, I don't know. I think there's there's value in analyzing who you are and why you're that way trying to learn and unlearn and just try something a little different yeah try something a little different maybe you'll like it if you don't you're still you fair fair <laughs> i'm still me sure <laughs> get my job yeah i know like yeah it's cr- it is crazy though because I, I think that's very interesting about how people classify others as well because i am very goofy and very loud and very laughy so people assume so many things about my personality for one they assume that i'm just like this social butterfly that likes to go out all the time i'm like nah do y'all know i like to read plan 
and read more things because I'm not anxious because I just planned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm a pretty boring person, to be honest. I don't fit the artist mold at all. Yeah, you're really an enigma. Like, you're the opposite of, like, what people would expect. Keep listening, listeners. Just kidding. Who will I be in yeah. four months? <laughs> um, I don't know if this feels like a good place to go into our next segment. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's our Mishra's our final segment? Drama to drama to drama with Obama. <laughs> we don't have sound effects, so I just created one. I, I'm, you want me yeah. to do it again? Uh, if, drama if, to drama to drama with Obama. You're welcome, cat. <laughs> you look so angry. Like, please shut up. But you're welcome. So, what's the drama with Obama? So many things. We love him. Yeah, but oh, there's drama fan. around this fine man. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Two points of drama I'm gonna bring up. One, giving a speech on Wall Street for 400k. Secondly, who's this woman before Michelle? <laughs> Look it up, folks. There was a woman before Michelle Obama that Barry proposed to, and she said no. Cat, there's so much drama around Obama, and it makes me love him more. What do you think about these things? Okay, well, one, the whole um, getting paid $400,000 from Wall Street to do a speech, uh, good. He needs to make his money. Every, like... Every single presidential candidate or like everyone in post-presidential whatever in their post-presidential life makes speeches. Hillary made speeches. I mean, I guess she was never president, but wow. Bill made speeches. And that was not shade. That was not shade. That was actually I, just a fact. Like that was just, just literally it was just a fact. fact. Like, no shade, Hillary. Um, like all of the Bushes, Reagan. They make speeches. They get paid lots of money to do it. They write books. They speak at events. Like that's just like what a post president does. And right. they have and they start foundations. Right. Legit. Like you're only you're only like mad about it because he's the first black president. Right. And he it, doesn't fit the it doesn't fit their narrative of who Barack Obama is. Right. They're like, what? Why is he like? Why would he not make money? And then, like, also, how do you think his foundation is going to raise money? Right? Huh? Are you going to give us interesting? Yeah, broke bitches. No, you're not. No, I'm not talking to my listeners when I say broke bitches. Right. I mean, Thank, like, thanks for clarifying. Thanks for clarifying. I, I just meant the haters. Amen. Yeah. Some of our listeners might be haters, <laughs> and this does exclude you from what Catcher said. But let me say something. No, I don't think Bernie would have done it. I don't think Bernie would have done, done it. Bernie would have done it. You think he would have done it? Uh, yes. 100%? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Really? He would have donated a lot of it to charity, but he would have done it. Interesting. Yo, bro- Bernie bros would not have had There would have been riots <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> Doubt it. He's Look, a white man. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. <laughs> because I'm like, yes, I can see why you would be upset. Mm-hmm. because this dope down north president mm-hmm. is doing a speech for $400,000 but I'm also like he gotta eat <laughs> you know he gotta send his art through he Harvard he can't go back to Frabaloni do you he know can't how, do it do you know how expensive Harvard is right like and do you know how much real estate is in DC he has a family to support who are used to a certain lifestyle because they were baller ass bitches right 
before they ran our country you gonna yeah like they were i can't hate on a black man for doing what he's doing like barack michelle were slaying pre-presidentially and now they're gonna be slaying and post-presidentially and you just mad because he has a cute little tan and he's an instagram husband and like y'all just want to be him y'all want to be on a boat with richard branson and you can't be haters and oprah and oprah and tom hanks okay i'm done just oh now i do wish he would hang out with more black people (laughs) jk jk (laughs) now let's get to the real drama with obama okay is this other woman he supposedly dated before Mm -hmm. michelle look that's his business right you know we got nothing to say about that but we do (laughs) this is before queen michelle yeah and apparently she ain't black Mm -hmm. no hate my partner ain't black (laughs) um but apparently ain't black either right <laughs> barry wouldn't take her out in public mm. interesting cat what do you think of him i mean what's there like fine a- barack obama <laughs> uh that's what she said that's you know what, what she said i i totally i totally see his perspective like i le- i legitimately worked for the organization that he started on the south side of chicago and I and during that entire time, I had a white partner and I didn't bring him to stuff. And it's like, I'm not like embarrassed by him whatsoever. But no, no offense. Black people would be judgy as fuck about that shit. It kind of people will break your black card in half. They will just they'll take out some scissors and just cut it right in front of you. And cut it's it just right like, I can't help who I love. And right. you don't need to be. You don't really, you don't really have an opinion or say so, and I don't. It's it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Honestly, it's just like you're not living my life, so don't worry about the choices I make. Am I happy? Yes, that's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is my question. Mm -hmm. This is my question. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. What if he didn't care? What if she's lying? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Barack's story hasn't come out. Also, where was this the Barack and Michelle movie? <laughs> Ooh, that's now on Netflix. I know. South I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it. I'm so excited. What is it? South Side with me? It's South, South Side with you. Okay. Yeah. Close. <laughs> Interesting. Man, this drama with Obama. What's going to happen I, next? You know He's what? just looking like a fine. <laughs> Man, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I, I don't really think that this is a big deal. Like people, people been making it out like a big deal. It's like who's never had, who's never been in love before, before they met like the person right. they spend the rest of their life with. Like he's a motherfucking We can't all be Queen Michelle. Right. Like you, sometimes you got to have some dumpsters before you get to Queen, <laughs> to Queens. We're not saying that this professor. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying this. She's probably a wonderful, amazing woman. Right. I, mean, I am Barry biased against her. her. I admit that. <laughs> But, but, I mean, but what I mean is your personal dumpster. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you all, you got to go through some trash to get to your goal. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not calling her specifically trash because she's somebody else's goal. Yeah. But for she's sure. Boy Brock's trash. Sure. I'm just, that's, that's another, terrible. Another person's terrible. treasure. Thank you. That's what I'm that, saying. Yeah. You way more politically correct than me. I, I just <laughs> called this woman trash and I was not trying to shame another woman. You real drama with you Obama. <laughs> well, I she is not gonna talk about Barry like that. Oh <laughs> this is a new she's gonna catch these hands. She's gonna catch these fucked up hands. <laughs> these 
philosophical hands coming for her. I ain't feminist today. I ain't womanist today. I'm misogynist today. <laughs> I'm showing affection in the worst way possible. I'm done. I'm done. We're wrapping up this episode right now. Oh, that was that was too much. That was too much. Anyway, you can. I love you, cat. <laughs> wow. Wow. On that note, I'm going to read the credits. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Who's Louise? Anyway, I'm done. I- <laughs> I'm done. Let, let us know if you if you've seen Louise. Um, like us on Facebook at Unlearn. Follow us on Twitter at Unlearn underscore shy. Write to us at unlearnpodcast at gmail.com. We would like uh we like to thank James T. Green for our music and graphics. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe and rate our show. And if you're like you're a little bored, check out our website. There's like things that we're gonna do on it over the summer so when you're missing us <laughs> go to unlearnpodcast.com and they have all of the episodes there so check it out hey. uh, and check out other post-loudness shows like i know y'all are gonna miss us but there are other talented queer female people of color black <laughs> voices and check out post-loudness <laughs> and check out the post-loudness shows uh that is everything thank you for listening we'll see y'all later bye Bye. post loud